0: In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tug Entertainment or its partners. Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind.
1: It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments.
0: If you're going through any of life transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup book series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce
1: Buford. Good morning. Welcome to Second Wind. I'm so glad you chose to be here today because we're going to have an awesome program. I'm visiting with one of my favorite people in Tyler, Texas today, and so I want to introduce her without much more ado. Her name is Susan Tomo Morfu, and she has quite an impressive bio She is performing arts, the living performing arts. She is the executive director of Cowan Fine and Performing Arts Center at the University of Texas in Tyler and has held this position for 13 years. I think I've probably traveled most of those years with you, Susan.
2: Yes, you have.
1: (laughs) So prior to this, dance was the name of the game. She loves dancing and started it very early. I'm going to be asking her questions about her little girl and how early that started. But anyway, she has directed her own dance company while in Colorado. She has managed the city of Harlingen's that's in Texas, arts program, and worked for many nonprofits. So again, we are combined soulmates as I've worked for nonprofits. She's worked, I love this statement, she's worked coast to coast with, through dance and art <laughs> management careers. Grown, homegrown in Texas, in the Rio Grande Valley, and her credentials are She has a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Dance with the uh, Meadows School of Arts at SMU, Masters of Education in Dance, Colorado State University, Masters of Fine Arts Management in the U.S. International University, San Diego, California. Very impressive. Do you like to dance? (laughs) I do. I do. I want to know, because part of my, um, one of the exercises that I like to go through in workshops is connecting with their little girls to re-identify who they are. Mm -hmm. I wonder how early that dance appeared. Were you dancing around the living room?
2: Maybe. I really, you know, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, I think it was second grade that I said to my mother that I wanted to take dance. Yes. And nothing happened. Mm. She didn't do anything about it. And it was fifth grade when I brought it up again. I said, well, I really did want to take dance, Mom. Uh And she said, well... I kept waiting. She said, "You asked me that years ago," and I said, "Yes." And she said, "Well, I thought if you really wanted to do it, you'd ask twice." Oh. And so she thought that was fleeting and didn't take me seriously, and it. Yeah. So anyway, I started in fifth grade. Yeah.
1: But I know you were dancing around that living room. I can see it. I can see it too. Yes. I was. And then when you took on the passion of dancing, because were you in Harlington at that time? When it says. Uh, Rio Grande,
2: is that Harlingen? I Well, I grew up in San Benito, but we didn't have any dance studios in San Benito. It, right. In, What's the our, size of San Benito? 15,000 people. Yeah. Okay. And Harlingen, it was next door. I mean, our city okay. limits were back-to-back, and uh-huh. Harlingen had two major dance studios. And so I took from the larger one, and girlfriends took from uh, the other one. But I loved it. Uh-huh. And I, I think in high school, well, junior year in high school, our English teacher had us do a paper, our first research paper, on something we wanted to pursue yes. in life. Yeah. And. I did mine on interior design because I was interested in that, mm-hmm. and I decided I couldn't sit the rest of my life. I just couldn't do that. I couldn't be in an office, and the other passion I had was dance, and so yeah. that's what helped me make my choice, actually, was Mrs. Elliot. <laughs> Mrs. Elliot, does she know? I don't know. How many
1: of our teachers affect our lives in some way. That's great.
2: And it was an exercise to help juniors before they made that decision when they were seniors. Yes. If they hadn't made it in junior high already Mm -hmm. or middle school Mm -hmm. now. And so I thought that was a smart thing for a junior English teacher to do for students to start to actually sift through and um, delineate and. All those things that are going bouncing around in your brain.
1: Yeah, yeah. Really, it is. It's an awesome help. Mm -hmm. Now we have career, or what are they called in our public school systems? They're more about career planning, career counseling. Yes, they're actually to help the students. But
2: and there's testing for it now. Yes, testing to decide what your aptitude is in various areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you decided that you
1: were going to be a dancer. In junior high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, in junior in your junior year in high school. Mm-hmm. And so then you pursued going to the University of Colorado?
2: No, SMU undergrad. I went oh, to SMU okay. undergrad, and I didn't have any friends who were going to SMU. It was right. uh, No one in my whole school ever mentioned SMU. I'd heard of it, but it right. turns out it was one of the top five dance programs in the country at the time. Wow and it was my dad who said why don't you consider going to SMU mm-hmm. and I, I i was i thought why i don't know i don't have any friends going there <laughs> and but his best friend's daughter was uh there as a freshman okay. that year and so uh flew up there with them and saw the campus and fell in love with SMU and it was a great dance program. Oh yes it's an awesome place Mm to top five that's pretty good I would think. I don't know what it is today but it was the top five in the country then and we had great faculty and so it it was a great opportunity to see what dance really is because kids growing up don't really get what dance is until they're in that environment that allows you to be creative yes and actually take it to the next level i think most girls growing up think they're just going to have a uh, go get a dance degree and have a dance studio and then you have recitals every year but that's not pursuing your own creativity that's teaching and mm-hmm. providing something for the kids mm-hmm. to showcase themselves with their parents. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really end up going that route. I got my master's and taught on the university level because that's what I wanted to do. And then I had a company for a while. Now,
1: when you say you study dance, do you specialize in tap or ballet? or or what You, do you can. How does that really go?
2: Well, at SMU, I think some dancers were more ballet than, and some were more modern, but we all took everything. Okay. And you you really weren't allowed to go down a specific road. You were oh, a okay. dance major. You needed mm-hmm. to do it all. But I think some universities then and now do focus on ballet or focus mm-hmm. on contemporary. Like, we had modern dance. Our, mm-hmm. our modern dance was Martha Graham mm-hmm. technique. And um, so if you if you don't get to dance in, in any specific technique in contemporary dance growing up your first introduction is in college yeah. and you don't really know what you're going to like or not like or what they're going what technique they're going to teach mm-hmm. where you go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now that i think probably dancers try different techniques and and in workshops in the summers, and probably try to study a certain technique or follow a certain. Well, is there school. a
1: is there one that most instructors start out with, or is it just typically it's up to the instructor if she likes modern, so she starts with modern.
2: <laughs> you mean the dancer? Yes. No, the no, the, the, the instructor. Well, the instructor is probably uh, trained in a certain technique. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. the university is going to hire. Um, a, a an instructor because they want Eric Hawkins' technique or Martha Graham or whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: And Martha, when you refer to by name to a technique like Martha Graham, mm-hmm. she has her own style. Yes, and technique. Of t- technique? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's then she. Does everybody get an old, their own technique, or is it really exceptional?
2: Not, not everyone does that, but yeah. there are traditional. Once I mean, modern dance is only like a century or so old it's uh-huh. not that old uh-huh. and so it has a relatively short history, yeah mm-hmm. well
1: I remember one time as I do get to volunteer with Susan on one of her boards, and she took she's very interested in educating her boards so that they understand dance, and we had gone to Houston to review a Twyla Tharp. Twyla Tharp. Yes, so no, we got to that. sit
2: right beside her <laughs> in the audience. Yeah. Which one was she? <laughs> <laughs> she's, uh. she's one of my major. Uh, uh, she, I, I'm a big fan of Twyla Tharp. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Huge fan. i a huge fan, and actually, she was a musician first. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And what's unique about
1: Twyla Tharp's? technique.
2: Oh, it's fun. In my opinion, it's really a combination between contemporary and jazz <laughs> in that it's very free. Mm. And, and
1: so it's in the modern dance yes category if yes. you were
2: to put it yeah. in a category. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Well, as you can tell, we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> we are we're with a very knowledgeable dancer today and also management skills. So I'm looking forward to spending more time with Susan and we're going to talk about some of the specifics more of dance, also of management and of our Cowan Performing Arts Center here in Tyler. So I am looking forward to having you back with us this morning. And we want you to know that if you have questions, you can call in at 877 864 eight six nine. Back in a minute.
0: We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break.
3: Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod, Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Pinrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a 6-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to our website, shannonpinrod.com. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, Member FINRA/SIPC. It's intelligent investing with Pam Otten on
0: Trugineat. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and yeah, author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford.
1: Welcome back. We are talking with Susan Tummo who is the public... Uh, who is the executive director of our Cowan Performing Arts Center here in Tyler, Texas. Now, on that break, I'm hoping that if you thought of anybody that you know that might be interested in dance, that you maybe gave them a call, text them, or let them know that I have this fabulous woman visiting with us today, because we're going to ask her all sorts of questions about her history, how she wanted to play out her story and how she is doing that very successfully in Tyler, Texas. Um, So, Susan, I've gotten the idea that you've been dancing for quite a few years. So you actually performed for how many years? Because you were teaching. You were teaching for a year. And I'm also assuming another thing. Did you... uh, start out wanting a dancing career or did you want to teach dancing
2: is that both pretty much i i wanted to teach on the university level because i wanted dancers as far as teaching Mm -hmm. even though i absolutely adore teaching three and four and five year olds i've taught all ages and i Miss the little bitties very much. Why is that? Oh, they're, they're all cute. They're Well, they're, they're all... fabulous. And my first year out of college teaching all ages in yes. a studio, I couldn't believe. Uh, I also was unaware of how to look at a child and tell how old they were. Yes. And so I didn't pay attention to how old they were. I just had this class and then this class and then this class. And one time I asked this little girl in my first class after lunch uh how old are you Shannon and she Mm -hmm. went five (laughs) and I was shocked because I was already teaching them time steps and tap
1: oh yes and
2: and what blew my mind was how amazing little little people are and how quickly they excel yes and Mm -hmm. if you don't put that break on or draw that line in your brain mm-hmm. that they, mm-hmm. they aren't old enough to do this, mm-hmm. which I hadn't done. I just took them to the next step mm-hmm. all the time. It was wonderful to sort of experience that uh, with an open mind and realize it, it all depends on what they had last year, what they can do this year, True. and not restrict children from excelling at a mm-hmm. very young age. And that that was really fun i just love the little ones but i i love the college age Mm -hmm. and because they're already trained for the most part their Mm -hmm. technique is pretty much in place and so when i got to csu and i was working with uh, i was at colorado state university i was working with college age students i enjoyed choreographing for that that level of student. And then I started a dance company. and uh, So I did that for a few years until my ankles gave out pretty much. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. I went back to school for an arts management master's. Mm -hmm. And that's what dancers do. Mm -hmm. And since I'd had my own company, and I wrote the grants and managed Mm -hmm. it, and I had a studio, and we taught, but we also rehearsed there on the weekends. We even had a performing arts cafe in Oh, in our studio awesome. on Friday night and Saturday night. Yes. So we would set that up Friday night, have that going on. Then they'd have to clear it out and put it in the next space. Yeah. So that we could have class the next all day the next day, and then they would set it up again for Saturday night. But that was in Fort Collins, Colorado. It was a very yes. artsy town. Mm-hmm. You could work with musicians. Mm-hmm. I had things composed for my pieces. Oh my goodness. I had goodness. live music. It was the most wonderful environment for artists to work together. I yeah. worked with a sculptor, and we danced on his sculpture in a park in Boulder. And Oh, my and, you know, goodness. It was just so Your much fun. Your ideas are great. Well, what was great was the environment.
1: Yes. Uh-huh.
2: And yeah. it was yeah. fabulous. And we had a lot of graduate students who were mm-hmm. in my company and auditioned. and mm-hmm. So... We were working with great dancers mm-hmm. who were multi-talented, and we did pre- predominantly contemporary dance, mm-hmm. a little bit of jazz. But
1: and did they go on to do other great things? And, I'm
2: sure. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're right. to the wind now. <laughs> <laughs> As we Where are. Where
1: did my seeds go? Oh, I planted I them.
2: Yeah. Well, you but,
1: know, I I really want to go back and visit the idea of the young child that Okay. That goes into dancing, mm-hmm. because I do think that is one way we limit growth mm-hmm. in education, that we look at it and they, we put them in a box. If you're five, you do this. If mm-hmm. you're six, you do this. And really, it depends upon the skill of the student and their ability to exceed, and that's where you get Mm -hmm. if you can think outside the box and put no perimeters around the box, no side on the box, Mm -hmm. then you open everybody up to just grow and develop at their own pace, which we all do anyway. But It's that ceiling that kills so many dreams. At any age. At any age. (laughs) But when it's young, when we're young and we have such potential, you know, we kind of have to wake ourselves up as we get older. You know, we go, we kind of fall asleep and then we have to wake up again, which is the whole premise for Second Wind. Yeah. But we do get stuck or we get complacent but when we're young we have lots of energy and the potential of being so great so early and so that's where your prodigies come from Mm -hmm. children that have lived in environments with no ceilings i want to say
2: it's so true we had a, a i worked at a visual arts center in fort collins that um We did programming in the summer for kids, and we had a music person, a visual arts person, me, a dance person, and we had a musician come in to accompany what I was doing. Yes, and I loved that because these kids were crossing over every they they melded everything in their brain and and spit it back out in these unbelievably creative ways, and it was all improvisational kind of thinking and when we were planning the we had a creative writing person in it too yes and i we we just fed off each other and then the kids did that mm-hmm. and it was so exciting to see them discover things when they're 8 or yes. 7 or mm-hmm. 10
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that was i think that's my favorite thing i've ever done mm-hmm. to date was that summer mm-hmm. because i watched those kids just Turned Flirch. the dance into visual art. They'd uh, We turned a gar- garden into creative writing that, that was like the hills are alive with the sound of garlic. <laughs> you know, we were just because garlic growing looks like a sound. If you look at it, uh-huh. it looks like a sound. It goes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so it's it's about opening your brain in the arts. And uh-huh. and that does create or or. It gives children more aptitude for learning. Yes. Because it gets them excited about learning. Mm -hmm. And then they start Mm -hmm. making connections Mm -hmm. and getting inspired.
1: Right. Well, you know, I'm even going to take this a step further. When you're raised in a household that doesn't promote learning, doesn't promote testing out new principles and philosophies and exploring with learning it tends to keep one playing a smaller game and it the the growing environment really is very important the mm-hmm. smaller and the you know if you can start it from the very young up mm-hmm. when they are probably the testier as far as an parent you know you they always want to try everything and you can kind of go <gasps> Oh, this I can't take anymore today. You know, as parents, we <laughs> no live more drama, please. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it all serves such a wonderful purpose if you can allow it. And yet, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying go wild and let the child not have some boundaries. But anyway, it is very good to let them explore yeah. and to keep that potential and encouragement <laughs> to keep learning. Mm-hmm. And look at things in a positive way
2: I yeah. love when children try new things and they they, they tell their parents I want to take I want to do soccer and then this summer I want to take swimming and then next summer I want to do painting classes mm-hmm. because you're developing all these things in that little person mm-hmm. that they're trying everything until they find what ignites their excitement yeah yes
1: well I you know I am such I have renewed through my work in the last four or five years I've re- renewed my love of learning while I was in high school I wasn't always the best student because I was drawn off with all these other um interests you might say, but I have really loved this part of growing mm-hmm. and you know I'm over fifty folks. <laughs> That's as far as I'm going. But (laughs) (laughs) it's fabulous what it opens your world up to. Yes, You know, you have so much out there to take rewards from. Well, we have kind of gotten off of you, but I am going to be talking about more about you. But when you finally, when you did come to the Cowan Performing Arts Center, that was in, okay... Thirteen years ago, mm-hmm. so you had that year on your tip of your tongue.
2: Well, I actually was hired at the uh, in October of 1999, and I didn't start until February one. But I was already working for UT Tyler. Oh, at my other job because I just said I'll come later and I'll start working for you, <laughs> but I can't leave yet. <laughs> oh, so 2000 okay. actual start date. Oh, okay. So
1: it's been over 13 years. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's great. And it's been wonderful for the Cowan. I've loved seeing the growth of this organization. It's been fun. Yeah. So, when you came here, I'm sure you had um, um, a vision of what you wanted to create.
2: Can you say that in yeah. 30 seconds? Oh, <laughs> in 30 seconds or less. Yeah, before we go to break. Well, I think your vision always is to share the arts with as many people as possible. And so the um, the programming we provide is diverse so that various kinds of people feel comfortable and in coming to a performing arts center. Yes. Some people don't have never been to one, so they think it's... They don't belong there, yes. and that's our mission. You belong right. there, right? and we'll bring something that you're going to just love. Yeah, I love that. That, yeah. that idea that if you come once and you, you're crazy about what you saw, mm-hmm. you'll try something else. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll, it, it will your
1: come back. We'll be talking more with Susan about performing arts. With
0: more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford.
1: After this short break.
3: everyday autism miracles with shannon penrod friday afternoons at 2 1 central on toginet.com life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult it can be joyful happy and filled with hope join shannon penrod author speaker coach and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope she's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son jim for more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpinrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Tokenet.com.
0: Mobile is the future, and the future is now. Listen in each week, Tuesdays, 4 to 5 Central, to brilliant mobile marketing with your host, Mobile Mary, as we simplify the hottest marketing channel, mobile marketing, and share secrets on how you can use mobile to be more brilliant, be more profitable, and have more fun in your industry. Join us each week to learn from brilliant business leaders on how to simply and easily capture a list of raving fans and turn them into loyal customers. This show will help business owners, authors, and speakers realize their own brilliance by tapping into the insights of fellow brilliant business leaders. We will also showcase brilliant tools, both traditional and digital, that will make you more brilliant in everything you do. Don't miss your date with brilliant mobile marketing and your host, Mobile Mary, America's mobile marketing expert, as she shares her success strategies every Tuesday from 4 to 5 Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford.
1: Welcome back. <laughs> we have just been having a great time this morning with Susan Tom, Tomei Morfu. How'd I do, Susan? Great. I think I was butchering her name, and I've known her for years. I don't use it. <laughs> I just say Susan. I like the Susan part. I've got it down. <laughs> now... If you would like to ask a question, I'm going to repeat the number, 877-864-4869. And you could be the first person to call in and ask a question today. And we'd love it if you would be. Second Wind, as you know, is about getting your second wind. In other words, we, as women, sometimes get caught in life. We put things on the shelf and wait for our time because we're busy taking care of other people. Then when it's our time, we forget what we put on the shelf. So that's when you need second wind. You need a little push that's going to get you growing and building. And you are never, may I say, never too old to start that second wind. Sometimes we think we are, (laughs) and I want to tell you, you're not. And the more you do, the more excitement you add to the quality of your life. Whether you're a single woman, a married woman that's looking for a new dream, whatever it is, folks, it's waiting for you. So you can call me or send me a message at Second Wind with Joyce Buford at G. With Joyce, drop the Buford. Second Wind with Joyce at gmail.com, net. Oh, well. Let's do that again. (laughs) SecondWindWithJoyce at gmail.com. And let me know if I can help you in any way through coaching or just by listening. Tell me if you like today's program or what you'd like to hear. So back with Susan. All right. We had just gotten into your mission for the Cowan Center.
2: Do they also have a mission? Well, we have a written mission that uh, I'm not going to be able to recite verbatim, but it is to bring the uh, national and international performing arts mm-hmm. to serve the campus and the community. Right. And so that's a general thing. And then we have a mm-hmm. lot of objectives listed under, and, and uh, it, it's more involved than that. But generally speaking, that's what we do when we present. We have five series that we present. We have a, a distinguished lecture series that... Was in existence when I got there. It's yes. thirty one years old, I think, yes, for the university. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when um, when I started thirteen years ago, then they handed that over to me mm-hmm. to handle. Mm-hmm. And we have an arts and education series, which mm-hmm. you support mm-hmm. and are a sponsor every year. And because education is so near and dear to your heart, it is. And we appreciate your your help in in helping us serve. The school kids. Yes. And we do a couple of uh, pre- presentations a year for for kid, for the school kids. And that
1: reaches mm. how many schools?
2: It just depends. I mean,
1: but our we area, have, we'll
2: have 28, 30 buses out there from to, from how, all over. Okay. Uh, 90 miles come, away? They'll come as, probably as far as a, an hour away. Yes. Because okay. it's hard to... Mm-hmm. to bring children in and, and the, you know there are no restrooms mm-hmm. on a school bus <laughs> you, you don't want to go further than an hour away that's true and uh so that it, that's very exciting mm-hmm. to have the, the school buses show mm-hmm. up in the lines and the kids coming in and there, there's a big james Searle sculpture in the middle of the white lobby and adults do not come in and stand up in awe in, in awe of that no. sculpture. Mm-hmm. Children come in, and they stop. The, the line will just stop, and they'll all run into each other because some child stops to see that sculpture. And yeah. that is fabulous. That's yes. what you want an art center to do. So we have some visual art. We just got a Dale Chihuly. So we have this wonderful glass Which sculpture glass. now. See, it's, yeah. it's the first public piece of Dale Chihuly's in, in, in Tyler, maybe East Texas. And then the the performances on stage. So the kids are inspired, and that's really fun. Mm-hmm. And there are educational components to that that we give teachers so they can bring that into the classroom also. <laughs> so that's two series, the lecture series and the arts and education series. Then we have three performing arts series of national and international touring performers. The first one and the oldest one is the performing arts, en- arts series. And mm-hmm. that is miscellaneous music, dance, cirque, um, various kinds of performances. Then we have the Broadway series, yes. and those are national tours of Broadway shows. And uh, then we have...
1: That's the, my mother's
2: favorite. Your mother's favorite. Yes. She's always there. Yes. The door's open for Broadway. She's there. <laughs> That's probably our biggest audience. Yes. And uh, we have the Braithwaite Intimate Gathering Series, and we've done everything under the sun in that series. We've Mm -hmm. made it comedy and concerts. We've made it classical. We've made it tribute bands. It's been a Mm -hmm. variety of things. Um, The one coming up next week, Mm -hmm. the last one this season in that series, is Masters of Illusion. It'll yes. be five illusionists on our stage. Mm-hmm. Big, splashy show. Oh, uh, so it's, it's everything fabulous. from big, splashy with the fire rings and all of that. Oh, wow. To the sleight of hand things with someone coming into the audience. Comedy mixed in. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. We mm-hmm. brought comedians and we brought Uh, like David Copperfield many years ago. Uh But this is a whole evening, very family-friendly, five illusionists. And I think that's going to be a really fun night. And that's the 11th, uh, April 11th on a Thursday.
1: So do you have a goal for overall how many different performances you do each year?
2: Well, it's not a goal as much as there's a number that generally works. When Mm -hmm. you're selling a series... Mm-hmm. You want it to be compatible for the buyer. Like mm-hmm. the Broadway series, you know, those are Broadway lovers. Then when yes. you get to performing arts series, it might be um, the the community that wants a variety. Yes. So um, we used to do five in that series. Now mm-hmm. we do four. Mm-hmm. Just currently, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that's we're stuck with that. Yes, but what we try to do is make the packages affordable. Yes, so we don't want them too large. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have said, "Why don't you just sell all of it as one?" Oh, well, most my people goodness. cannot do that Mm -hmm. and so we divide it up of course you can buy you can pick and choose and buy single tickets to anything once that goes on sale Yes. but for subscription packages we have three usually in Braithwaite three or four in Broadway four or five in performing arts and usually two lectures and usually two in arts and education but uh, Arts and Education isn't sold as a series, but right. the lecture series is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's and the, the reason. Uh,
1: our guest that we had last year I found very fascinating. Uh, the Olympic um, contestant, oh, uh, on- I'm sorry. I uh, we're going to work on that name over the break. <laughs> I can't
2: think um, who that is.
1: Oh well, he raised his hand. It was very oh, controversial. Oh, John Carlos.
2: John Carlos. Carlos. Doctor John Carlos in the 1968 Mexico City yes. Olympics. He it was, was very a interesting winner. to yeah, to understand was. his whole
1: thought behind that because it was totally misinterpreted. Totally. <laughs>
2: it was. Yeah. And so. and on the other hand, it was. Uh, a volatile time in our history, oh, in our country, yes. and so a lot of things were um, considered radical that weren't necessarily radical yeah. thought. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were just radical thought to very uh, narrow people. <laughs> My yes. opinion. Oops, I went into politics. Oh, that's
1: Terry's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Couldn't help myself. <laughs> but, yes, that was interesting. And, yeah. actually, we brought him because he was on NPR speaking about that and had a new yes. book out. Yes. And, uh-huh. and spoke, el- spoke eloquently about the whole experience and what it did to the mm-hmm. country and to mm-hmm. his life and how it still lives on that one mm-hmm. moment in time. hmm and, uh, and also, I didn't mention, we do a number of special events that yes, are not do. in a series. The Blue Men, for yes. instance, has been
1: very popular here.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well, we had it Wonderful. for the first time to East Texas last year, and we had three sold-out performances. Wow. I mean, it was crazy. It was but it's so an awesome much fun. <laughs> yes, and such families. And <laughs> there were people who said, "This is my seventh time. This is my eighth time." They <laughs> they see it all over the country. It's it's that kind of show uh-huh. that they just they just love it. Uh-huh. And so we're bringing it back for three more. <laughs> oh, three wonderful. more. Yeah, May third yeah. and fourth. And this time it's on a weekend, so we're hoping to serve a broader part of east texas because they can drive in for the matinee oh or wonderful come in for dinner and see the evening show yeah we're excited about may 3rd and 4th blue man group again
1: oh i am excited about it too good you know so many of their performances are. i mean you don't just go to one and see their whole show mm-hmm. because they play more and more is this the same group or are they different groups?
2: Well, there are different people playing. Different usually, people. when yeah. yes, okay. and usually there are six of them on tour together. Yes, because okay. you need to alternate out and
1: oh, talent and
2: all yes. that, <laughs> or if someone gets sick. Like uh, you, you never know when you see a show at the Cowan Center. If there's a replacement, what the how they ha- how they accomplish that on the road? Right. That they yeah. actually just trade spots and they have someone who, who's just as amazing? Yeah, understudy. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I will remember the evening when we were bouncing huge balls <laughs> in the audience. I don't
2: think I've ever had
1: so much fun in the Cowan. <laughs> I
2: saw I saw grown men that uh-huh. I've never seen have fun uh, yeah. in any setting. Yes. With their eyes up and big smiles, <laughs> waiting for that ball, hoping the ball would come down so they could push it back up.
1: <laughs> well, this auditorium is, I want to give a visual to our listeners. This auditorium is, uh, how how can we describe how big it is? It holds how many? 2012. 2012. So the main floor has quite a big the space
2: ceiling yes. is way up there so it it feels very vacuous it feels yeah. like you're in this gigantic space uh-huh and for blue man group that's fantastic because yeah. you have all that room for all the things that are flying in the air and coming from the stage and yeah it was it was fun. wonderful it, it was
1: wonderful to see so many people play yes yes it's all about play yes so. uh So I love seeing that group come here because we all stop and laugh. There you go. So we are going to continue talking with Susan, and we're going to actually talk about the Cowan and what a valuable resource it is for East Texas and what we bring to our audiences. So for those that are interested in expanding and growing our programs in East Texas, I want them to know how to connect. With you, Susan, and certainly know the value of their gift if it's given to the Cowan. Thank you. So we will be back with Susan and more about the Cowan Center. After this short break,
3: homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on TogiNet.com.
2: Lori Hurley, the social networking navigator, helps you overcome your overwhelm online and makes social media easy. Every week she shares the latest and greatest about social networking and welcomes industry experts and end users of different social media platforms to share their experiences moving their business forward online. Whether you are a Facebook fanatic or a lover of LinkedIn, Lori has you covered on all angles of social media, including Twitter, YouTube, blogging, Google Plus, and more. Lori shares her knowledge and love of educating others on all things social media with relevant material, engaging guests, and hot tips and techniques to help you soar down the social media highway. Join her every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time for the Social Networking News Hour here on the WooHoo Radio Network.
1: Welcome
0: back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now, to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford.
1: Welcome, welcome. We are having a great time with Susan. (laughs) We've (laughs) laughed so much this morning, so I love it. You know, I... Always fun with you, Joyce. (laughs) Thanks. I am such a fan of the arts, always. You are. Because I believe that is another way of exploring who we are. And it... Pains me to see more and more of our arts taken out of our school it's because it's what keeps us soft. It's what keeps us exploring in a different way than just reading it on a page. Oh, We're interpreting yeah. life. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm really big in whatever we can do to add that, at least keep it in our environment we go out and buy it or whatever we can do but we're experiencing it more than just going to the movies the movies have gotten so violent and so different that oh my and they're so full of spooks and witches and (laughs) strange things anymore that it's even hard to find one you enjoy but i do think that we can contribute to the arts and and cowan center to me has been fabulous in doing that for the people in east texas so i think the performing the cowan center is a valuable resource and susan i know that's
2: one of your prime prime projects is keep it alive. well i'm an arts person first too i mean like you i I believe in them, and I believe what they at, in what they add to us. I didn't grow up with any of the things that are available to schools now. Mm-hmm. And with budget cuts and things, you just worry so much that the the strides we've made in including so many opportunities for kids through either artists in residence or uh, performances in the schools like Young Audiences does for for East Texas. Mm -hmm. And we work with them, and and they work with us on on serving children. And uh, that the school districts can provide these field trips to go see professional artists doing Uh, in performances Mm -hmm. it's just so amazing what opportunities are here but we do need to support so that the kids can come and so they can have that in their lives i i um also have it as a priority that we have half price tickets for our evening shows all of our oh for for school groups yes school groups in the second balcony half price Oh, wow. And so some of those tickets are 10 bucks, oh, or, or 12 bucks, or $15. When it's half price and you bring a group of 20 or more, it's hard to bring a school group in the evening.
1: Yes. But there mm-hmm.
2: are so many amazing artists coming to the Cowan Center that are, are not being ex- uh used as educational tools or the kids aren't getting exposed to that but that's our mission is to provide opportunities at an affordable rate for schools or for parents to share these things with their families mm-hmm. and it's just it changes a life one show can change a life i saw one musical growing up just yeah. one mm-hmm. and it was with a girlfriend's family i was spending the night and they took us and mm-hmm. My mother loved musical theater, and mm-hmm. she was a dancer and uh, p- played the piano and just loved all of that. Right. And so I, she always said I pursued her dream. And yeah. I think that's what happens a lot of times with families is uh, that's sort of in our DNA a little mm-hmm. bit. And I just want yeah. kids to be have an you know, opportunity.
1: You alluded to this earlier, and I want to... Um, talk about it just a little bit is that we've made a big transition we've done this in the symphonic music which i'm also a big fan of as well as in the performing arts in plays and acting and so forth but the cowan center used to be dress up go out and now it is more of calm comfortable and enjoy the evening it's not so much about the dress as it is about the event and i love that about the cowan because you know that it's reaching people that want to enjoy what's there that night yes you may come and you may see a lady dressed in her pretty dress but that's her decision, and she wanted to experience the evening that way, and that's fine. But it's also very much available for the person who does want to come in their jeans Absolutely. and enjoy the evening. So I think we've arrived at that point in East Texas at the Cowan.
2: So I think that's an awesome place to be. Well, you know, Texas Commission on the Arts, uh, their subtitle says Art is for Everyone. yes. And that, that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. It's for everyone. Mm-hmm. And when you see people coming to Jeff Foxworthy, and we had two performances, and they were in shorts for the matinee. Yes. And they were in jeans for the evening. Uh-huh. And I was so happy to see them. I took a million pictures because it's like, <laughs> yes, people are coming to the Cowan Center, to a performing arts center, that if you want to be elegant and dress up and have it as a night out and you want to dress up, you can dress up and you're not out of place. Right. And if you want to come in your jeans... And your golf shirt or or whatever. Uh-huh. You can do that too. And right. everything goes. Anything goes. And people like to I like to dress differently for different things. Mm-hmm. I used to dress funky for a dance concert and I, I knew you were gonna use that word funky. Uh, funky. And yeah. then I would put on velvet for an opera. And yes. you know, it's fun to dress for an for an occasion and, and each occasion is different and people can experience it the way they want to. And right. yes, I, I loved our Monty Python group a couple of weeks ago. We had Spam a Lot
1: uh-huh. and yes. it looked
2: like the Monty Python group. <laughs> it just cracked me up. The energy in the uh-huh. lobby was different. It, it just felt like it was going to be a fun night. They came yes. for fun and they were geared up for it and they, <laughs> it was a fun audience. Right. So, uh-huh. I love that, yeah, and I 'm glad mm-hmm. you brought that up, yeah,
1: well, mm-hmm. I also enjoy that you' have, you have filled the lobby with mm-hmm. art pieces because there are many different ways that people take that in, mm-hmm. like the Searles piece was the very first time i I had a brother in law that was very interested in his art early on, so I was familiar with it, but a lot of people in East Texas are not, mm-hmm. although he is from. Is he not from the East Texas? I think Texas
2: he's from period? Texas.
1: Yeah. yeah, I can't think So of anyway, his his art is made out of wood with spikes on it, and it's very, very different. So if you have not been exposed to it, please look him up. Um, but that's hanging from the ceiling, the very tall ceiling. But beside it is a Chihuly glass piece, which is very fragile and very. Soft and flowing lines and, and bright period. color, and it's it's a good contrast. It really is. But when you introduce art with so so much so different people of all con- are exposed to mm-hmm. so many different artists, <clears throat> which I think is part of education. It's educating in a very subtle way, mm-hmm. and I love that. It's experiencing it. It's it, so important. Yes
2: experiential so, learning yes yeah.
1: so people look at that now and at least know that there's a chihuly piece which they may not have known
2: 10 minutes ahead before. and what was great timing was the huge exhibit of dale chihuly works at the arboretum in dallas this last year oh yes last I heard fall, that was fabulous. summer show. and fall that's what i did yeah. for my birthday that's what i did was- my husband i wanted for my birthday <laughs> i wanted to go to the arboretum and see all those chihuly pieces and, yes and it uh, it was perfect timing because it was the, That's when we got our Dale Chihuly piece. Uh, oh the Bonfire yes. Fiori is what it's called. Yes. and it gave exposure to the artist. Uh huh, and that was provided by who? What group oh, uh, sponsored that? The President Circle. Yes. Which is a funding source for the for the Cowan Center, and also the the lead gift on it was from the UT Tyler Alumni Foundation, mm-hmm. representing all the alumni association, all the alumni Fabulous. of UT Tyler. They gave the money, and we were able to match it with the President's Circle money and make a difference. It, it just made such a big difference yes. in our lobby and the experience that people have when they come.
1: So you have how many different how many ways can people support the Cowan Center?
2: We have a membership program, which sort of serves as our annual fund. Yes, and you can join from fifty dollars on up, and um, there are benefits. Mm-hmm. Basically, your benefit if you join for fifty dollars is that you get to buy individual shows ahead of the public if you're not oh, a okay. subscriber. And, yes, and then you get to buy more the higher levels you are, all the way up to sponsoring a show, which is 5,000 to 10,000 usually to sponsor a show. And that makes all the difference in our success, that we have the support of the community. We have about 300 Mm -hmm. members, three to 400 members every year. Mm-hmm. And it makes a huge difference in our success. Our oh, success yeah. is on the shoulders of everyone who supports us.
1: You also have media sponsors. And we do. They they do a lot to help spread they the do word. Very much to help
2: spread the word. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. But there is there is an, another performing center in. Longview or yes, not?
2: Yes, there's the Belcher Center on the Letourneau University campus.
1: Okay. It's
2: about the same size as the Cowan Center, and it's about 10 years younger than we are. Okay. It's, yeah. we're, we're in our 16th so year, the and
1: they're 6th, I think. Yeah, so there's two yes. in East Texas mm-hmm. that we can
2: yeah visit and, yeah. and that's a wonderful, beautiful center, absolutely beautiful, yeah, and they do a great job and uh we're glad Longview has one has one They've wanted one forever, just like Tyler did <laughs> so uh we're very fortunate that we have the performing arts valued where we live
1: yeah, yeah, well, you've added so much to East Texas. That must be very fulfilling work that you do to know that you're you're really touching lives.
2: It feels good. It's fun, and we have just great people involved. We so appreciate, and we appreciate you having me here today to talk about it. Well, there's not a better subject.
1: I love talking about the arts <laughs> and I've loved that you've opened and shared yourself with us well, today thank because joys I want women to know there are so many opportunities for us out there to grow and be fulfilled and it's when we're on our path such as you have been on your dance path it takes different forms through your life mm-hmm. but you're still in the work that makes you I like to call shine. It just makes you
2: great. You're, you're kind, and it's true. We all have that, and we just have to find it. And that's what you're helping people do.
1: Well, I so believe in the power of women and that we, we shape the whole universe. So we of need course. to Of course.
2: Was there any doubt?
1: <laughs> and I want <laughs> our men to listen to this, too. Thank you. Next
0: Thank you for joining us on today's edition of Second Wind. Join us again next week at this same time as Joyce and her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its fullest. Second Wind.